Good morning, everyone. And good morning to everyone who's watching online as well. Um, I wanted to let everybody know our trunk or treat was last weekend. And Catherine, it was awesome. I enjoyed all of the trunk or treat except for the petting zoo snake. I did not enjoy that at all. Uh, but everything else was great, Catherine. We loved it. Um, Wednesday night, this Wednesday night, I don't know if you know, but the kids have a half a day for Veterans Day, and we're not going to meet this Wednesday night for youth and kids. But we have the Veterans Day Parade. Stop by and see us in front of the clothes closet uh, during the Veterans Day Parade. And if you're a teenager or kid, I'll give you a donut, all right? So we would love to see you then. Um, our missions team, I want to brag on them for a minute. They fed... Um, Jack's Biscuits, a breakfast to both hospitals this week to say thank you and to show our appreciation for them. So our missions team is doing awesome stuff. Our mission team also made uh, goodie bags for the AB Honor Roll students. It had a bumper sticker that said AB Honor Roll, uh, lots of goodies and snacks, and those also went to Striplin this week. And I saw one of those bumper stickers on my neighbor's car. How cool was that? So our missions team is doing awesome things. Uh, in our chestnut lobby right now, they have Thanksgiving bags, uh, and those go to the Salvation Army. You can take one of those bags, take it home, fill it up, and bring it back here by the 19th. And again, those go to the Salvation Army. Uh, and our mission team, our mission team is busy, aren't they? That's all I'm talking about today. They uh, are helping with community Thanksgiving again, which will be at the venue this year. Um, and our church, once again, is in charge of the cakes. So if you would like to make a donation for the cakes for Community Thanksgiving, you can do that. And also our youth and kids are gonna be working at the Community Thanksgiving at 11 o'clock the day before Thanksgiving. And if you say, I'm not a youth or kid, you can join us anyway, we would let you, we would let you do that. Uh, and this is my last announcement. This is a big one. Are you ready, Molly? It's a big announcement. November 14th, it's a Sunday. We're having a chemistry show here at 6 p.m. Everyone's, it's not just for kids. Everyone is invited, and I believe a magical chemistry video is going to appear any second. The thing that's crazy is whenever I do anything like that in the youth room, I get in trouble. <laughs> so it's crazy. SPRC gets on to me. So, but apparently Catherine can do that with the chemistry show. Whatever. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come and worship together this morning. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Scars are a sign of grace in our lives. Father, how you brought us through. Deep were the wounds, dark was the night. The promise of your love you proved. Now every battle still to come. 
this be our song?
You may be seated, except for our, our kids are going to go to Children's Church with Miss Catherine. And y'all are going to have a great time, I know. I know that you are. Um, if you were coming in this morning and you happen to see one uh, of these, um, this is our list for All Saints Sunday. One of my favorite Sundays of the year is when we remember the saints who have gone on before us. As we continue to run the race, they finished the course, we continue to run the race. We are going to honor them today by lighting a candle for them. And Pastor Andy's going to 
help me. The first candle we're going to light is going to be the pillar candle. And I want to ask you just close your eyes. And if you're worshiping online with us, um, just close your eyes right now. And remember in your heart, those who have meant a lot to you, those who have maybe pioneered the way for you. Remember them in your hearts with thanksgiving right now. And we claim by faith today that they are part of this great cloud of witnesses that worship with us, that are worshiping around the throne. What we do here on earth mirrors what is going on in heaven right now. So we're so thankful. And we have a list of folks who um, have, have gone on to heaven since this time last year. And I want to ask you, uh, if, if you are a member of the family of, of any of those, if you received a letter and you know that you have a candle over here, um, would you just kind of make your way over here to this uh, table where Pastor Andy is right now? Because in a minute, I'm going to ask you to light a candle for your loved one. Um, and the rest of us, um, as I call out the name I'm going to uh, ask you to respond and I think it's going to be up on the screen yeah I'm going to say for the life of and then I'm going to call the person's name and then um, I'm going to ask you to respond we give you thanks oh God okay will that be all right all right oh God for the life of Mary Rowan Freeman we give you thanks, O oh God. For the life of Sandra Cantrell, we give you thanks, O oh God. For the life of Bill Hale, we give you thanks, O oh God. For the life of Ann Byram, we give you thanks, O oh God. So how are we doing over there, Pastor Andy's? Usually, I don't let Pastor Andy play with fire, but today is one of those. For the life of Rita Brooks, we give you thanks, O oh God. For the life of Joan Hightower, we give you thanks, O oh God. For the life of Lita Taylor, we give you thanks, O oh God. For the life of Betty Jo Miller, we give you thanks, O oh God. For the life of Marge Ross, we give you thanks, O oh God. For the life of Pandora McLeod, we give you thanks, O oh God. For the life of Virginia Yoakum, we give you thanks, O oh God. For the life of Dot Thompson, we give you thanks, O oh God. For the life of Ina Davis, we give you thanks, O oh God. Ken. For the life of Jack Floyd, we give you thanks, O oh God. For the life of Barbara Morrison, we give you thanks, O oh God. For the life of Betty Abel, we give you thanks, O oh God. For the life of Charles Hughley, we give you thanks, O oh God. For the life of Ed Thompson, we give you thanks, O oh God. 
and for the life of Bill Campbell. We give you thanks, O oh God. Let us pray. Oh, gracious God, we thank you for all of those that we have called out loud today who have rested from their labors and who are with you in perfect peace right now. We give you thanks, Lord, that we can feel their presence every time we gather together. And we know that they are a part of the communion of saints. We give you thanks for their lives, for their influence on our lives, and for the inspiration that they give us to keep on keeping on. All of these prayers we offer to you, all of our thanks we give to you, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Just one more word before we, um, before we have our next song. Um, we have, I want to remind you of our offering plates um, that are usually by the doors. You can, can give your offering there. You can give online. Thank you for giving to support the ministries of this church. I also want to remind you that you should have received um, one of these communion cups. Uh, because it, later on in the service, we're going to have one of these. If you did not receive one of these, if you'll raise your hand um, and maybe Afton or Grace Ann can, can get one to, to you. Because you're going to need that a little bit later on. Okay. What hope is ours life and death, Christ alone, Christ alone, what is our only confidence that our souls to Him belong, who holds our days within His hands, what comes upon Stands the waves. And 
series last month called Rocktober and I hope that you enjoyed it uh, and we thought that what better way to follow up Rocktober than to have Shovember so today and uh, the for the next two weeks <clears throat> we are going to have um, we're going to have a song from a Broadway musical that uh, relates to the gospel message today we uh, are going to hear from Mary Magdalene and Peter and this is from the show <clears throat> Jesus Christ Superstar. In 1971 Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice uh, did this show and it follows the life of Jesus from the viewpoint of the disciples. The last week of Jesus's life uh, and is set to 1970s rock and roll music. Is that okay <laughs> with everybody? Okay. All right, nobody's getting up and leaving so far. Uh, <laughs> needless to say, it caused a few ripples when it appeared, but it has become a, a classic and a favorite. In this song that we're going to hear today, Mary Magdalene and Peter have come back together following Christ's betrayal and arrest in the Garden of Gethsemane. And even in their deep devotion to the message, they wrestle with the reality of what is coming to pass. Surely in Jesus' power, he has the ability to take them back again to start again to a time when things were not so complicated.
love that so much and um, just just a couple of things uh, to you who are at home and worshiping with us uh, I want you you may not have one of these little portable communion uh, element sets but grab whatever you have on hand out of the kitchen so that you can be a part of our communion service at the end of this message oh and next week we're going to uh, our, our show member tune is going to be um, God Bless the Outcasts from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. So, if you have a friend you want to invite with you or tell them to watch, it will be great. It'll be great. Our scripture today is John chapter 20, verses 1 through 13. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene, came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they've laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went to the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed for as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. 
But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, I want to start by showing you all a picture of my, my new tattoo. Okay, can we put that up there? This is my new tattoo. I'm just joking. It's Pastor Andy's new tattoo. I'm just joking with that again. Um, I actually found this on a website uh, of bad tattoos, and this was actually not the funniest one that was on there, if you want to check that out sometime. And just, just a little advice from old Pastor Sam. If you're going to get a tattoo, make sure that your tattoo artist passed middle school English before you get started in something that's going to permanently be on your body. Um, but I, I wondered about the person who got this tattoo, this, this, well, they tried to say no regrets. I wondered about that person, not just their ability to spell, but I wondered how that person could say, could actually say that they had no regrets. And I wonder about that because I cannot say that. I can't say I have no regrets. Instead, there's many a time that I feel kind of like I feel kind of like the old general confession prayer that used to be in the old Methodist hymnal. Maybe you remember it. I'm going to read it for you. It sounds a little bit old-fashioned in the language, but it's, it speaks powerfully to how I feel sometimes. It goes like this. We acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed by thought, word, and deed against thy divine majesty. We do earnestly repent and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. That's the way I feel sometimes. Not, no regrets. Can you say... I mean, don't, don't answer this out loud. Just answer it in your heart. Can you say that you have no regrets? I don't think Mary Magdalene could say that she had no regrets. Mary Magdalene was a kind of a complicated person. She had what we would call a checkered past, right? That's the way we would politely say it in the South anyway. But according to Luke chapter 8 and Mark chapter 16, Jesus had cast seven demons out of Mary Magdalene. Seven demons. And we don't know exactly what all of that means. But I can just imagine if, if she had seven demons in her life just rampaging through her life that she must have been a mess. And she must have made life with people around her a total mess. And if seven is the biblical number of maturity and completion and perfection then I don't know, maybe you think your life is a mess. Mary Magdalene's life was a complete mess. She was the NFL of messes, the major league of messes. 
until she met Jesus. So, as far as regrets, I think Mary Magdalene wanted to go back and have more time. I think she would have wanted to go back and just to say thank you to Jesus one more time. Because Mary loved Jesus so very much. She loved Jesus so very much because Jesus had done so very much for her and changed her life completely. So much so that she was totally devoted to Jesus the rest of her life. She was part of a a group of women that followed Jesus around and traveled with him and helped support Jesus and the apostles from their own resources. She was devoted. And here's the thing about Mary and her regrets. She just thought she'd have more time with him. You know? I think every one of us has somebody in our lives that we feel like was taken from us too soon. And we just thought we'd have more time. We just, we thought we'd have more time. Mary thought that she'd be able to just sit with Jesus more. Learn from him more. She, Mary never expected to be one of the ones that was following Jesus along the what we know as the Via Dolorosa, watching him carry his cross, watching him fall under the weight of his cross and watching him die. They're standing by Jesus' mother, watching Jesus die on the cross. She never expected to do that. She never expected to watch them take Jesus' body down from the cross and, and then follow and watch what tomb they put him in. She never expected that. And so that Friday night... From that Friday night that Jesus died and was placed in the tomb until early that Sunday morning, Mary Magdalene lived in a fog of regret. A fog of regret. She must have said a thousand if onlys. Have you ever had a bad case of the if onlys? I have. It's no fun. You know who else had a fog of regret around them? Simon Peter. Simon Peter was sort of like Mary Magdalene in that he was a complicated guy, right? He was kind of a mixed bag. He was, he was brave, but he could also be cowardly. He was loyal and faithful, but he also denied he even knew Jesus. Oh, Peter. Peter could shoot his mouth off before he ever thought. Can you relate? Man, I can. Remember that time that Peter is standing there and he was shooting his mouth off about how all of these other clowns might abandon Jesus. But Lord, I'll never abandon you. I'll die for you. And then Jesus looked at Peter with those sad and loving eyes. And he said, Simon, Simon. Before the rooster crows, you will have denied me three times. And then after Simon Peter actually did deny Jesus three times and heard that rooster crow, the Gospel of Luke tells us that those same sad, loving eyes locked on with Peter's eyes. And Peter couldn't do anything but go out and weep. Regret. If only, if 
only. Do you know what a mulligan is? You know what a mulligan, not mulligan stew, which is just stew made out of a bunch of leftovers, but mulligan in terms of the golf. You know what it is? If you're a golfer, you, I bet you do. Uh, a mulligan is a do-over. It's, it's the second try after you messed up your first one. I, I looked around and did some research on where the term mulligan came from. I was just curious. I'm a curious guy. Um, and there are several stories out there about where the mulligan actually came from. But one, I think my favorite story is that there was a Canadian amateur golfer and hotel owner named David Bernard Mulligan. And one day he was out playing golf. This is back in the 1920s. Um, and David Mulligan hit a bad shot off the first tee. And then he just got another ball out and re-teed it up and hit another one and looked at his golfing party and just grinned and just went on playing. And so from then on, that practice became known as taking a mulligan. What if, what if we could take a mulligan? What if we could start over again? Is that even possible? Well, the good news is Jesus specializes, specializes in giving second chances. Can't you picture Mary Magdalene in your mind? And, and there she is. She's, she's weeping at the tomb, not just out of regret, but she's actually worried that somebody has stolen Jesus' body. And she doesn't know what in the world she's going to do. It's been taken by grave robbers, maybe. Her eyes are blinded by tears. She looks in, and these two angels say, Woman, why are you weeping? She must have been just, as we say in the South, squalling. She was squalling, and then she said, I, I'm weeping because they've taken my Lord's body away. I don't know where they put him. And then Jesus comes up, and she's so blinded by tears, she thinks he's the gardener. And she says to the resurrected Jesus, Sir, if you've taken his body away, if you'll just tell me where it is, I'll go get it. And Jesus said, Mary. He just said her name, Mary. And then she saw that it was Jesus and she grabbed onto him and she hugged him. Now she had a second chance. And she said, thank you, thank you, thank you. So can you see Peter in your mind? Can you picture Peter in your mind after the resurrection? We read about this in John chapter 21, where Peter and some of the other disciples who had been fishermen their whole life, but they didn't know what else to do. They went out fishing. They fished all night. They didn't catch a thing. The next morning, they saw a guy on the shore cooking breakfast, cooking some fish. And he said, why don't you throw your nets on the other side of the boat? Try over there. And when they did, they pulled in so many fish, it just about swamped the boat and something about that clicked the memory in Peter's mind and he realized that that was Jesus standing on the shore and they started trying to go to the shore and Peter couldn't wait he was 
he was kind of like um, Forrest Gump in the, the movie when he saw Lieutenant Dan. He just jumped off the shrimp boat and, and went. And that's kind of how Peter did. He just jumped in the water, swam to the shore, and there was Jesus. And now he had a second chance. Jesus said, Simon, do you love me? And Jesus said, feed my sheep. But Peter got to say, he got to start again after all. He got to say, I love you, I love you, I love you. So the real question for us is, can we start all over again? Could we start again? Could we have a mulligan? A thousand times yes. A thousand times yes. You know why? Because we believe in the communion of saints and the forgiveness of sins and the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. As we have our All Saints Sunday today and we light candles and we, we think about all of the things we wish we could have said we thought maybe we'd have more time. We wish that we could have said to our loved ones, if we just had one more time. But because of what Jesus did for us, we believe that we will get one more chance. We will have another chance to say all of those things. All of those things we wanted to say to them while they were still with us. Isn't that a great thing to remember about All Saints Sunday? We'll get to start again. We'll get to pick up that conversation with them. Again, we had a funeral service this past week for a sweet lady named Tomlin Isbell. Maybe some of y'all got to come to uh, this funeral service. And there are lots of memorable things about that service. But one of the things I just can't get out of my mind is something that, that Tomlin's great-grandson, Weston, said about his Mimi. He's about eight or nine years old, little ginger head guy. He said this. He said, just because Mimi's not here doesn't mean she's gone. Just because Mimi's not here doesn't mean she's gone. I thought, man, that pretty much nails it. We can start again. We can start again. And, and every time when we receive the sacrament of Holy Communion and we pray that, that prayer of general confession and we feel the heaviness of regret, I don't know about you, but when I pray a prayer of confession, I feel that fog of regret, that, that if only. But then the leader says to the people, hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Or in other words, in the name of Jesus Christ, you can start again. And then the people say back to the leader, you know what? In the name of Jesus Christ, you can start again too. You get a mulligan, but only better. And then all God's people say, Glory to God. Amen. I want to invite you to find your um, communion cup. Just a couple of things um, about how we do communion.
In the United Methodist Church, we have what we call open communion. That means that all who are here are welcome to, to receive Holy Communion with us. This is the Lord's table. And you don't have to be a member of this church or any church. All you have to do is have a heart that's hungry for God. Um, another thing I, I want to tell you about is these little cups are kind of tricky. The, the very top film is how you get to the, the wafer, and then you peel it back again to get to the cup. So I will say what your kindergarten teacher said to you. Uh, help your neighbor if if you need to help you if if you're like me and you don't have fingernails that maybe somebody next to you will help you um, and then other uh, another thing is um, we it's our custom to to give a communion offering that that goes to our just our local mission fund if you have a communion offering if if God leads you to and you're able to just drop an offering on the altar rail before you leave. Anything that you leave at the altar uh, for a communion offer, 100% of that goes to meet local needs. People we have call on a daily basis of people wanting help with this or that. And that's what our communion offering goes for. So at home, I hope you have your, um, I hope you have your elements ready, whatever they are. And I want to ask you to, we will begin by praying our prayer of confession. Will you bow your heads and, and just in your heart, think about all of those regrets. Just lift them up to God. All of those if-onlys, lift them up to God. Oh God, we know that we have not been all that you want us to be. We have fallen short of your glory We've done things that we regret doing. We've said things we wish we could take back. We have left undone things that we should have done. We have turned a blind eye to our neighbor in need. We have not showed kindness and compassion the way you would want us to do. We ask that you would forgive us, that you would heal us that you would let us start again. Now hear the good news. Christ died for us. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. And then you would say back to me, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven too, Pastor Sam. I need that. Glory to God. Amen. Now let's, let's say our prayer over the elements. On the night in which he was given himself up for us, Jesus took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body broken for you. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup and he gave thanks and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Drink this as often as you do it in remembrance of me. O oh Lord, pour out your spirit now on us gathered here and pour out your spirit on these gifts of bread and wine and make them be for us the body and blood of Christ even as you make us the body of Christ redeemed by your blood. Make us one with each other, one with the communion of saints around us, one with all of those in heaven who rejoice around your throne one with you and then one 
as the body of Christ, as your hands and feet in service as we leave this place. Until you come again and we feast at your heavenly banquet, we say, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you, I love you, I love you. Amen. Body of Christ, broken for you. blood of Christ shed for you.
want to say a couple things in closing. If you um, if you want to to leave your your empty cup on the altar, there's also a receptacle over there. You can place it. Also, I want to remind you, uh, if you want to come and take a look at the table, we, we have a few extra candles. If, if you want to light a candle for your loved one on this All Saints Day, then feel free to do that after our benediction. And if you want to spend a few minutes um, praying at the altar, then, then you can do that. We've kind of gotten away from that during the time of COVID, but you can feel free to do that too. Now hear this benediction. Oh Lord, we give you thanks for this holy mystery which allows us to start over again, which you have given yourself to us, which binds us together in holy communion. And now as we go forth from this place, strengthened by your spirit, help us to give ourselves for others. Amen.